When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2 and on scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 Dragon Smoke. It's Hot Routes on Purple Daily. 580! 397! And it is Hot Routes. Zolgad, Rami Maklov, Manny Hill, and Declan Goff now producing. And Rami, you'll be very excited to know that today... Yes, sir. Today, Hot Routes is so hot, it's trending, as you say, globally being responded to most popular segment in America. Yes. That we added a pregame show to it. Really? That mm-hmm. we we just play we just played a three question, so it's not Hot Routes, right? Okay. It's, it's like the Super Bowl pregame show that starts at 8 in the morning. Yep. Are you buying this? And we just went through three questions before hot routes. It was like a scrimmage. To war- to warm, yeah, to warm up hot routes. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. But we only did that so that when we got to hot routes, we could be fully prepared. That was a warm-up. Exactly. You were warming up so that... Manny's warmed up in, in his Colfax uh, Dodgers jersey. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. I love, love that. Sandy, yeah. I thought I'm it was warm. Max Muncy. I was hoping it'd be Max Muncy. <laughs> My new hero. Mad Bum's way better. <laughs> Actually, he was not last night. Um, awful last night. I'm warmed up. You're not warmed up. Oh, I'm warmed up. Are you? I had I had the first play score North Twins show today. That got me going. That now, got the juices flowing. Now the real well, how's that? So they're struggling. I'm very concerned about that. We'll talk about that. I'm I can't very, judge with I'm Rami coming very, off at four Odo's lost it. Gibby's this lost it. This is why I need to be driving the I'm bus kidding, and I'm not, not jittery. Judge. I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about him. But the real question is, Declan, you came up with questions for hot routes. I did. But are you prepared to do what Jonathan Harrison has been doing all, which is to read those questions to get the responses that you so desire to get? Yeah, I, I think we can do that. I think I'm up music. for the task. I got all right. You're good. Sean we didn't Hill, have to ask you know, him for music. I even have a new like hot route bumper. You got a new haircut? Red seven, red seven, red seven. What? Red seven. I don't know what red seven means. Hot route. I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? <laughs> Route. Well done. Go, well done, Declan. Where to go, Declan? Awesome. I like the, it. The fact that wasn't included in the first ever hot route, I'm a little disappointed. But you know what? That's Jonathan Harrison's responsibility. I'm just Sean Hill, <laughs> well, okay? I'm just, week one, I'm just the week one starter. <laughs> You're Sean Don't Mannion. The week one starter, You're Sean Mannion, buddy. All right, first question. You're Kurt Warner coming in and just taking the job. That's yeah. who you are. All right, give me a Vikings Pro Bowler. That would be a, excuse me, give me a first time Pro Bowler for the Vikings this season. A player that hasn't made the Pro Bowl before. A first time Pro Bowler for the Vikings in 2019 will be who? Rami, go ahead. Has Anthony Barr made a Pro Bowl yet? A bunch of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. three or four. All right. right. Sorry, I'm near the market. Forgive me. You're not please. warmed up. We told you. No. You're not, Manny and I have been in the bullpen warming up. You're not warmed up. It's okay. I'll go with Dalvin Cook. I think if he stays healthy, he has Pro Bowl potential. And uh, how much bad luck can a guy have when it comes to injuries? Although it is the NFL. He could have more bad luck in store for him when it comes to injuries. But should, he, should he stay healthy? I think Dalvin Cook uh, should be able to make his first Pro Bowl. 
Well, I had this as a uh, write that down on Mackie and Judd with Rami a couple of months ago. There's In fact, another I think write it was that the day, down coming up at the, five today. It was the day after the uh, first round of the NFL draft. In fact, that Friday after. At uh, Garrett Bradbury. I had Garrett Bradbury down as a oh, that's right. as a rookie. No pressure, kid. That. Yeah, no pressure. So go get him, Garrett. So that'll be uh, that'll be my pick now, too. Okay, I had Delvin Cook as well, but if, if I just repeat what Rami has, that's sort of boring. So I'm going to come up with a different one. Uh, and I do not believe that this guy has been a Pro Bowl player, but he's, he's in a contract year. I think Vikings fans do not appreciate him, and I think he is he is not a great player, but he's very solid. Trey Waynes. Okay. I think Trey Waynes, and I do not believe he's been to a Pro Bowl. Trey Waynes, though, is a very good tackler. He, I think, breaks up more passes than people think. Because when Rhodes is going well, Rhodes is so damn good that people are like, well, Waynes isn't that good. Mike Zimmer's defensive backs are, for the most part, he turns them into very effective players. I think he has turned Trey Waynes into a good player. And with Trey Waynes now playing for a potentially contract large year. contract. Mm-hmm. I think he comes through. And plus, you know what? Rhodes is getting older. He's dropped off a bit. So I'm going to go with a Pro Bowl year. And by the way, keep in mind, not all Pro. Pro Bowl is, I could make one of those. Yep. Pro Bowl year, Trey Waynes. Right. You think you can make a Pro Bowl? My dog could. It's a joke. Stella. <laughs> the Pro Bowl's a joke. I believe in Stella. All pros. I don't know about you. The All Pros are, yeah. the All Pro teams I love, That's and they're time. real. The Pro Bowl teams are, they're just putting people on there. I'm going CJ Ham. I'm going really out, out of the box here. CJ Ham. Like yes, this is this is simply to please Matthew you're, Collar. You're going ham. I'm is going ham <laughs> for CJ Ham. You just went with a fullback, which actually could happen if they right. if they still pick a fullback, which I don't know if that's a designation or not for the Pro Bowl roster, but that's sort of by default too, Declan. Right. That's not well, that's still a first time Pro Bowl. I didn't say by default. This is a first time Pro Bowl and it's gonna be CJ Ham. Well, you in know the fullback I, position. You know what I always say when, when CJ Ham gets involved in the offense? When they hand him the ball, I say they give the pigskin to Ham. I say that every time. It's great. They hand it off to him. Short yarded Rami, situations. Give the pigskin to Ham. As a comedian him. in the room, your thoughts. I'm about to go Ham on these bad jokes. <laughs> wow. What I'm about to do. All right, number two. Byron Leftwich. You need to pump up the volume. Yeah, pump up the volume way up. That I was didn't good. even hear that. Tupac? I didn't even hear it. Can we do one more time? Hey, Please. Tupac. There we go. Dusty. Tupac. I love that. Jared Goff, man. That's outstanding. That's great. He's my cousin, actually, so can I'm going with it. Number two. Next question, please. <laughs> Byron Leftwich is the uh, OC in Tampa. He's working with Jamison Winston, trying to revitalize his career. Give me a former quarterback who you would love to see be an offensive coordinator. Mm. Oh, this is so simple for I got me. I know, I know there's an easy one, and I think I know where you're oh, going. Oh, my guy. My guy has to be. Brett Favre, right. it'd be right. fun. You took one of the two that I had. He'd, be, he'd be dipping, you know. He'd be chewing. He'd be. Can you see him? He'd tell he'd be stories. Towel, you know, towel snapping guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, passing bodily gases in the locker room. <laughs> he'd be doing everything but what a normal, respectable OC would do. But it would be so much fun. Yeah, he'd be telling dirty jokes. Um. Well, Rami, I'll let you go next. Jay Cutler, baby. Of course. Jay Cutler okay. as as a quarterback's coach slash offensive coordinator. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how few <laughs> craps he would give? Let's put that on hard knocks and just see Jay Cutler as a coach give no craps the way that he does on on Barry Cavallari. It is, and just telling quarterbacks, like, bleep it, man. I know the window is closing. <laughs> you can get that thing in there. Just sling it on in there. That's what Jay Cutler would tell a quarterback if he was a coach. I would love to see Jay Cutler as an offensive coordinator purely for entertainment value, not for not to make a good quarterback, right. not to help decision-making processes, but strictly for entertainment value. Give me Jay Cutler as a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. I would love to see him, too, like after calling a play like that, that wildcat play when he was with Miami, how he's just standing off to the side. He split out wide in the wildcat formation, and he just has his hands on his hips, just not doing you anything. Really think I'm gonna I would run? love to, yeah, I would you love to really see him think? call a play and just sit there, like, all right, go run the play. Nah, I don't give a damn. Just run the damn play. I want to see it. <laughs> It'd be great. Somebody hire him. He might snap at guys too, though. You think so? I, I think it depends on Jay's mood that day. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I think there might be days where Jay would snap, and days where he'd be like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> My pick, but he can't make because he's he's got he's got something there at times if he's yeah. in a bad enough mood. Yeah, my pick would uh, be the guy, the lead guy in the booth for CBS, Tony Romo. Oh, I think be, I'd be great one. to see Tony. That'd be a I travesty mean, him, to lose him, man. I know, I know. That, no, that would, that no, would, that would suck. I know. 
No, I don't want him be, leaving the booth. It'd be it'd be tough to see him leave, leave, the, leave the booth. But I think he actually really could be a good offensive coordinator. He seems to be able to sit in the booth with Jim Nance and, and predict what's going to happen. So I think he'd be pretty good at it. This is a little controversial for me, but I think he's really smart, and I think he actually could do something, and that's Christian Ponder. I'd like to see Christian Ponder be an offensive coordinator, mainly also because it might blow up in his face and he can make more excuses, and I kind of want to hear those as well. So Christian Ponder as an offensive coordinator to me really is really intriguing. You just want more chaos, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. Oh, That's yeah. exactly what Give it is. Give the ball to the fullback and just... Uh... Christian Ponder is my OC. <laughs> Judd, Judd's, ready. Judd's ready to leave. Judd is not... Christian. Don't we get Jonathan back here? He's Christian dealing with a tree in his, Christian in, his, Ponder. in his house right now. No, no, no. Leave Jonathan alone. Okay. All right. 28, Baker Bruce! 28, Baker Bruce! Craig, Craig Rosenthal of NFL.com said the NFC North is the best division in football. Do you agree with him? Disagree? Agree? What do you, what do you say about the NFC North being the best division in football? I would say so. Um, it's hard to predict. I guess I guess yes, because it's, it's hard to really predict who the winner of the division is going to be. It could be one of the Vikings, the Packers, or the Bears, I think. And I get the sense that those three teams are probably going to beat up on each other a little bit. So the winner of this division might be 10-6. and six, And you might get two 10-6 teams at the top and a tiebreaker has to determine who who wins that division. And then you get like the third team is 9-7 and seven, or maybe even 10-6 too. I, I'm not buying in Detroit at all. I think Detroit is just not going to be good, mainly because of Judd's guy, Matt Patricia. But I think you could you could make an argument it's the best division because you've got three teams that all are going to be in position to maybe win it. Yeah, it's the only division where there are three teams who are viable candidates to win the division, and it's not because the division is so bad that anybody could step up. I could right. see any one of three teams winning the NFC East, but not because you have a bunch of great teams in the NFC no. East, but just because... If the Eagles falter even just a little bit, I could see the Cowboys or Redskins, not the Giants, but I could see the Cowboys or Redskins toppling the Eagles in that division. Hell, the Cowboys won that division last year, but I don't look at any of those teams and think that they're world beaters. And It's it's three good teams battling it out for, for a division title. We're in the NFC North. You have three teams that are all good enough to to win a division. Nobody's going to win this division by default. I will say one other division to think about could be the AFC South with Indianapolis. Houston was really good last year. Tennessee, I think Tennessee is well coached with Mike Vrabel. They seem to like him down there. How's their quarterback? Yeah, though? how's their quarterback though? I think that's the Maybe one the question. The other but... division people seem to is the AFC North, and I'm just first of all, let's see the Browns before we all jump on the Browns bandwagon. Sure. Second of don't all, tell Danny Cunningham. Yeah, don't, that. don't tell that to Mister Cunningham. I don't know how how long Lamar Jackson can play the style of quarterback that he yeah. plays and and take that type of beating. And really, I think the Steelers are a very flawed organization. I know people see that logo and they think, you know, NFL franchise and one of the... uh, The gold standard. The gold standard. And I really, I don't see it. Their quarterback is kind of totally lacks self-awareness and I don't think is is the greatest leader. And the front office kind of lets them run roughshod over that locker room, which has chased away their two best playmakers on the offensive side of the football. There have been cracks in that foundation for years, and I think that they just keep growing and growing. And is that head coach the right guy for the job right now? I don't think so. He might be somewhere else again, Mm -hmm. but he clearly by by the end of last year had lost that locker room. Now can he get it back now? I have no idea. Um, I'm going to be a dissenting voice and throw out a division that you guys have not given us yet. And say, I would say right now, because there's variables in this division that could be interesting, and there's only one team that I think is going to be bad, and that's the same, of course, as the NFC North, and that is the NFC South. Yeah. I think the Saints are going to be good. Mm-hmm. I think the Falcons are going to bounce back. And and the Panthers, every single time, and I said this a couple of days ago on Purple Daily, every single time that I write the Panthers off, oh, they're going to, Rivera's going to get fired and they're going to be terrible. They won about 12 games. <laughs> so that's the other division that I look at and say, Breeze, one more run potentially. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan and the Falcons bounce back or they're all fired there. And the Panthers, if, uh, if Cam's shoulder comes around, and the fact that that is such a weird team, and it bounce, it seems to bounce back and forth and, bu- and back and forth, I'm going to give that mantle to, for right now, in June, late June, the NFC South. Okay. Yeah, I, I have the 
NFC South right behind the North as well. I'm kind of with Judd there. I, I, do, I do think the North is just it's so competitive that it really could be any of those three teams. So, Well, I want to know. Okay, so here's my one question about the North, though, and it involves your team, Rami. My Chicago Bears. Your Chicago Bears. Yes, sir. Great story. Seems to be on the right path. Quarterback who could develop. The offseason of one Matthew Nagy really has me perplexed. And, and, so. and I know it just involves, I know the storylines involve the kicking competition and kickers, but now I saw a story yesterday that he essentially, during the offseason program on a daily basis, was showing them snippets and clips of the Eagles loss and telling them, I never want you to forget how this felt. And you know what? In my day, I'd be like, oh, okay, totally get that. But what do we hear young people who are now football players want they want positive reinforcement and they want to be emboldened and told you're and it's as if the eagles loss from the doinks on cody parkey to him showing the team film of this game he's obsessed with that one loss and i don't know that that's the tone that you want to set so i'm very curious to see if the bears go on and now progress and continue up that hill or if this is going to cause them some problems I don't know. He's had a weird he he's had a weird approach to what was a really tough loss, but still a seemingly a really good team. It's all going to come down to if Mitch Trubisky can take the next step. Like for everything that you just said, and I'm not saying that there is nothing to it. If Matt Nagy does the right thing with Mitchell Trubisky, none of those other things will matter. He needs to take the next step. I think if he does, they could be last year's Rams in in the 2019-2020 season. Great defense. Young, offensive-minded head coach who had a a promising first year quarterback who's going into his third year in the NFL, second year in that in that system that Matt Nagy brought in. It all hinges on Mitchell Trubisky. It's not fair to expect that defense to be as good as it was last year. I think it's a very good defense, but I don't know that you can expect that level of production, especially the turnovers and the scoring points off of turnovers in back-to-back years. A lot of that just has to do with luck and the ball bouncing the right way. They need this relationship between Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky to to produce results if they're going to take that next step. And also, how creative does Matt Nagy get with a guy like Cordero Patterson, too? Mm-hmm. Does he start to find a way? Does he take what New England did with him and maybe kick it up a notch and find other ways to make him what a dangerous weapon? What if Cordero Patterson we'll beats the Vikings once? Mm. What if Cordero Patterson <laughs> scores an enormous touchdown to beat Kirk Cousins and your Vikings? Mm. Mm, that's tasty. It's gonna be, it's gonna be it's painful. A tasty little morsel you just gave me. Manny brought it up. <laughs> just saying. Adam Rank of NFL.com did a big schedule breakdown of all the 32 teams. He had the Vikings going five and eleven. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Winless in the division, but somehow will win a game in Seattle on Monday Night Football. I don't, I don't understand the logic there. Win a game in Seattle. In Seattle. Okay. Drugs are a great thing, aren't they? They are. Uh, what's more likely? The Vikings going five and eleven, or the Packers going twelve and four, which is what he predicted. So, what's more likely, the Vikings going five and eleven next year, or this year, I should say, or the Packers going twelve and four? Because that's what he had for the for the Green. More likely, yeah. What's more likely, the Packers going twelve and four? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I could see the Packers being really, really good. I have no clue, but I I could see that. I don't know with the defense as good as the Vikings is going to be, unless it just falls apart and everybody gets hurt, I don't see how you win five games. Right. Like, their defense is not going to be that, that bad. And and also, the league's not that good. Mm-hmm. He's got them losing twice to Detroit. I could see him splitting with De- Detroit. Sure. But being swept by the Packers, the Lions, and the Bears, right. uh, I don't think so. So... I could, I could very see, I, I could foresee a plausible explanation that the Packers are going to win twelve games. I don't see any way that the Vikings only win five games. I think if the Vikings go five and eleven, that means just all hell is broken loose and everything, literally everything. Mike Zimmer doesn't survive has, that season, does he? A five yeah, and eleven probably, season. He, he probably doesn't make it through the whole year. No, and Cousins I, I can't gets imagine. hurt. Kevin, or, yeah, right? Cousins, like Cousins gets would hurt. have gotten hurt. Yep, and five then, wins, and then you're probably. You'd be getting Sean Mannion for what, 10, 11 games, probably. That's the only way I could see them going five and 12. And then they're just like Judd said, if they're just ravaged by injuries on the defensive side. I don't think either of those things is very likely, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, you're probably that's, right. It's a yeah. huge jump for the, the Packers to. The, I think the Packers could be good. I think best case scenario, 10, maybe 11 wins for the Packers, but there's mm-hmm. just no way 
that I could see the Vikings only winning five games. That seems borderline ridiculous to me. He does have your Bears, though, at 13-3. and Oh, well, then he's a really smart guy. (laughs) And I trusted analysis. (laughs) I knew this would turn him around. Of course, yes. Yeah, these these standings all make perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. I don't know what you guys are taking issue with, to be quite honest with you. (laughs) All right, we got got one more hot route here. So Steve Carell, the great Steve Carell, also known as Michael Scott, as he's known around my condo, uh, he impersonated Herm Edwards, the classic Herm Edwards speech. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello! You play to win the game! You don't just play to play it! That's the great thing about sports. You play to win, and I don't care if you don't have (laughs) any wins. You play to go win. So I want to know. The Rich Eyes and Holly. Really, I want to know who would be an actor that would be a great NFL coach. I have two answers for this. Okay. Go ahead. One, you just played him. Not Steve Carell. Michael Scott. But Steve Carell as Michael Scott (laughs) in the episode where he tried to do the scared straight thing. Remember when he wore the bandana and was like, (laughs) was cursing at his workers. Prison Mike. Yeah, exactly. Prison Mike. So my my first answer is Steve Carell as Prison Mike. But my second answer, and probably the better answer, is Samuel L. Jackson as an NFL head coach. That actually is a good one. Right? Just That's drop, really just one. F-bomb after F-bomb. I'm, tr- I'm tired of all these mother bleeping fumbles on this mother bleeping team. Like, he would just, he would give the best pregame and halftime speeches in the history of the NFL. Describe what Marcellus Wiley looks like. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that would be, uh, <laughs> that would be pretty good. It's, it's funny. I, I, <laughs> the only one that comes to mind is, I think about a movie like Any Given Sunday. I think of Al Pacino. <laughs> That's the first one that comes to my mind. When I think about like an actor being a football coach, yep. I keep thinking Young about Al. Al or screaming older Al. When I think Al now just screams constantly. I feel. I feel like. I feel like younger Al, like Michael Corleone, Al Pacino would be like Deshaun McVay. You know, but if it's like today's Al Pacino, would be more like. Grumpy, Mike Zimmer, you know, old guy, Belichick, doesn't want to deal with media, doesn't want to talk to anybody, but Al Pacino immediately comes to By mind. the way, we had comedian Craig Gass in the studio with us last Friday on Mackie and Judd with Rami. He does the most perfect, most amazing <laughs> Al Pacino impression <laughs> that you'll ever hear in your life. Go back and listen to it, scorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. You would think, like, if we didn't tell you this is Craig Gass doing an Al Pacino impression, you would think... Actually, we probably should have just done this. We have Al Pacino in studio with us on Mac and Judd with <laughs> yeah. Robbie. We legitimately could have pulled that off, and nobody would have known the difference. So I gave this question some thought, and, and I think to be a coach, you need some crazy to you for sure because mm-hmm. the job eats you up, and the job is 24-7, and then I came up with the perfect guy for it, Gary Busey. Oh wow! Wow! Just disheveled, disheveled wow. constantly, screaming, um, probably drunk half the time. He also has a head time. injury, so he, he fits right in. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right, Gary Busey to me would be would be the perfect definition of a National Football League coach because you know, if nothing else, he would sleep on the couch at the stadium. Oh yeah, for sure. Fun fact: I briefly, very, very briefly, spoke on the phone with to Gary Busey. What? A couple of years ago. It was at a previous job. I was working at a radio syndication network, and he was a guest on the show that I was engineering. Gary. And I talked to him on the phone for about 15 seconds, just saying, hey, Gary, you ready to go here? We're going to get you on the show here in about a minute My favorite thing about Gary Busey is he has an acronym for everything. Yes. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's one of a kind. One of my favorite uh, recurring characters on Entourage was Gary Busey when they would go visit visit Gary. That would be always a good one. Uh, my actor would be Matthew McConaughey. I think McConaughey uh-huh. would make a gold press conference. Yeah, he played a coach in the We Are Marshall movie, yeah. right? Yeah, he did. He, he, not a great movie, but uh, I think he'd make a phenomenal coach. And just just so I could hear "All right, all right, all right" into the press conference microphone would also be ideal. We Are Marshall was a tearjerker. What are you talking about? I I didn't find it very. A good, very good movie. Wow. Guys, yeah. I just found a list of Gary Busey's most hilarious acronyms. Okay, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, we'll close it. With it. <laughs> yeah, um, of course we do. Yeah. 
I can't even say this word. I think I can. <laughs> well, if you can't say them, I think I can button. say this word. We have a dump button. Yeah, you dump me if you have to. Okay. Fart. It's uh, feeling a rectal. <laughs> no, okay. No. Feeling a rectal transmission. You can say that. Yeah. That's yeah. all medical relationship. Yeah. Rela- relationship. Really excited love affair till it's over. Now sobriety hangs in peril. <laughs> now that is genius. That's, that's well okay, done. That's why, that's that's why I well want him as my football coach because he can show the players. Oh, this is a perfect one for a football coach. Team together, everyone achieves more. That's something a football coach yeah. would say. That sounds like some PJ Fleck. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say that sounds, sounds like some PJ. Yeah. Romance, relying on magnificent and necessary compatible energy. This guy's a bully. I mean, this guy's a genius. Yeah, bully yeah, is the next one. Big, ugly, loud loser. Yahoo. Faith, yep. fantastic advent- adventures in trusting him. That's faith. Sober, son of a bleep, everything's real. Lucky, living under correct knowledge yearly. Freedom, facing real, exciting energy, developing out of miracles. You guys stop me whenever you want. Laugh, looking and understanding goofy humans. Uh, this hat, is really good. This hiding a toupee. Uh, Lady Gaga, <laughs> love and dance yearly, giving and gorgeous artist. Hmm. Who has an acronym for Lady Gaga? And these Fe- are all Gary Busey. These are all Gary Buseyisms. Fear. Wow. Uh, false evidence appearing real. Uh, there's three more if you guys look. Failing, finding an important lesson, inviting needed growth. That's actually really good. This would be a great coach. Gone. Yeah. Getting, I hit it. Gone. Getting over negative energy. And uh, finally, now, no other way. All right. Gary Busey's the I guy. Like he's I, yeah, he's a guy. guy. He's a, he's a guy. I got That's a winner right there, man. Great answer, dude. <laughs> thank you very much. I had oh, no clue, but thank a, you. That's a motivator right there. <laughs> All right. Hot Routes is uh, done for the day. It will resume on Monday, of course, at uh, 3 o'clock, I'm sure, with Matthew Collar, who will be back after a uh, much-earned, much-deserved, at least I think it is, vacation for him. Manny Hill, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will come back from the TCL Broadcast Studios uh, and go until 4 o'clock on Billy. It is Zolgad, Rami Maklov, Declan Goff. We are on the all-new Score North on 1500. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never-ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. Purple Daily on Score North. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Taking a quick look at your traffic. Just a crash on I-694 eastbound between University Avenue and Minnesota 65. That's causing a 10-minute delay, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you, Declan. Purple Daily, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. On 1500, scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Robbie Makloff here, Judd Zelgad across from me, Declan on the other side of the glass. Mackie and Judd with Rami coming up at 4 o'clock if you're listening to this here show live. Uh, Michael Lombardi at The Athletic, he had a uh, an article, How to Go from a Good NFL Team to a Great NFL Team, and he borrows from a book titled Good to Great by author Jim Collins, who explains how companies advance from good or average to exceptional and elite. So he borrowed some com- some uh, some concepts from Jim Collins and coming up with these five ways to go from being a good NFL team to being a great or elite NFL team. But before we get to that, Michael Lombardi worked for the Browns before he got into the media yes. game. Yes. And uh, he talks about the 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 hope that is eternal in, in the NFL because of the way that the system rewards poor play. It gives you a high draft pick, easier schedule, blah, blah, blah. And he says that when he worked for the Browns, former Browns owner Art Modell would, off, Art Modell would often tell him, quote, kid, we sell hope. That's the oh. owner of an NFL franchise. Well, it's true, though. <laughs> said, yeah, we but- sell hope. Com- he wasn't like we put completely good football teams no, out completely, there. That's completely we sell true. Hope. Yeah, completely true. We sell the fact that Browns yep. fans are dumb enough year after year to, to believe that maybe, just maybe, this is the year that will finally be good. And that's sports, right? Sure. Think about how many teams have the premise of as long as we sell hope, which means we move product. That's all we need, right? For every team that's wired to be 
after championships, truly Patriots, right? But that's a used car salesman mentality. Instead of instead but how of many creating, teams, but how many teams in sports do you think have that? No, I, I, know. I think more. I think more than I think for every Patriots, there are five or six of what you just read me. Instead of providing a product to where hope is actually realistic, yep. He just says all we're selling is hope. Yep. We'll never capitalize on it, but we're going to keep on selling this hero. And it sounds darn like good. Like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell this stuff, and it's just going to fly off the rack. We can't keep hope in stock, is what Art Modell is saying as the owner of the Cleveland Browns back then. Absolutely. That's a great line. Okay, so the first key to go from being a good NFL football team to a great NFL football team, he says, be humble from one year to the next. The Bears, Browns, and Colts <laughs> must forget about what they did last season. That was the three teams that he used as as an example because they all went from worst to to first or at least made drastic sure. improvement from the from 2017 to 2018. So he says Bears, Browns and Colts must forget what they did last season when the teams report back to camp. They need to only talk about the upcoming season. No more Khalil Mack trade talk. No more Andrew Luck comeback numbers or how Miles Garrett might be the best rusher in the AFC. All that is in the past. It's time to focus on the here and now. Let's try and apply these principles to the, to the Minnesota Vikings, since this is Purple Daily, Judd Zelgad. All right. Do they have, do you think, any problem being humble from one year to the next? Uh, if they do, this is a year where it's not a problem, right? This might be... 2018 humbled them. See, that that's the, that's the thing. Look at Zimmer year by year. Right. It's, you come in, you're not very good. I believe year two, win the division title. Year three... Start off. What were they? Six and zero, and then go eight and eight. So th- this would be a year where be humble is not an issue because they were they were humbled and thus know the feeling of being humble. But this might be the thing that's kept Mike Zimmer teams from taking that next step. And actually, in the article, it was probably a couple of weeks ago now at the Athletic, talking about Gary Kubiak and his role becoming more clear throughout mini camps this off season. He was trying to pick Gary Kubiak's brain in terms of being a head coach of a team with expectations and how you handle that because of what you just laid out, the up and down nature of these Mike Zimmer teams where they have a a great year and win 10, 12, 13 games and then people actually have expectations for them and maybe they just weren't humble enough following big seasons. Mike Zimmer maybe didn't impress upon this team enough that, hey guys, last year was last year, and there's no saying that you're going to be that good this year. Down that route, the most ridiculous year that I can recall was actually from a Vikings Mike Zimmer perspective, 2016, when they had, so 2015, they beat the Packers in Green Bay, win the division title. They get to training camp in 2016, and if I've got my timeline right here, Zimmer basically gets up on the opening night to talk to the team for the first time, mm-hmm. the entire team, and starts talking about how nobody believes, the media doesn't believe, they don't. And it got out that Mike had done that, and everyone said, what are you talking about? We're all picking you again. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. And he tried to sell this false sense of us against them, which I believe does work if it's true. If everyone's like, you're not good. Or if you're just a master motivator. I mean, Bill Belichick was able to sell that line to the Patriots this year. And I'm not saying across the board that all players are smart. But players aren't across the board stupid. Right. And so if I can sell, if people really are picking me to finish third or fourth or win, let's say, seven games, that can be sold. But you just won division title. Right. And so I, I don't know that Mike has ever had an exact idea yet of of how to handle the successes. He's really good at selling what what uh, happened to them in 2018. So I firmly believe that his message on the opening night of training camp this year will be very on point and probably effective, but it's when they're coming off successful years that it seems to be an issue. The number two key for going from a good team to a great team, according to Michael Lombardi of The Athletic. He says, add more great team players. Mm. He says, uh, adding talent is always important to making the team move from good to great, but adding the right team players allows that talent to shine. Analyzing the moves each team made is hard unless you understand the player and his willingness to work within the system. We tend to look at all the offseason moves as adding baseball cards to a collection and ignore how the player will fit into the team's culture. Players must understand their roles each week and be willing to put the team's interests ahead of their own. Underrated 
I think in sports by fans and and we're so into stats now and stuff. I think that that is an absolute key. I think he is. I think Lombardi is a thousand percent right. The culture in your room is incredibly important, and and people need to be put into roles at which they can excel. Which means that if I call you in and say, Rami, you've got to lead this team, and you're not capable, it's going to backfire. Right. So I I firmly believe that. In 2019, what you just read remains extremely important and far too often is dismissed. And and it's partially based on the rotisserie baseball, fantasy football, basketball world of, I'm just accumulating players. Just add talent. I'm just adding talent. Right. So I love that one. I would make a slight tweak to it because the Vikings didn't add a lot of players this offseason per se. They had the draft. They didn't have any money to spend in free agency. So there aren't a lot of new faces that are going to be in Vikings uniforms this year. But I think adding Gary Kubiak does a lot of what Michael Lombardi is going after in this point that he makes right here in terms of, I think he 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 was brought in to make it more clear to guys what their role is, how they fit into the system, and how they can not only be as effective as they can possibly be, but make the guys around them as effective as they can possibly be. That's what Lombardi is alluding to here with that second key of going from good to great. I don't think it just applies to players, though. And I think that's sure. what the Vikings were trying to accomplish by bringing in Gary Kubiak. And th- this also revolves around making Kirk Cousins as comfortable as possible, right? And if Kirk Cousins right. is as comfortable as possible, the more that you ask Kirk, Kirk to do that he's not capable of doing, the, the more it gets exposed. And so now if Kubiak, if his um, if his presence there allows Cousins to play loose and free and just be himself, that's great. Because th- there was a feeling, I thought, in Kirk's first year here that he was very much at times trying to do more than he was probably capable of doing and be a quarterback th- that he wasn't because he's not a superstar quarterback. And so if this puts him in a position to succeed and be himself and that translates to success, then the off the field stuff also is going to to become easier for him. Talking about the five keys of going from a good team to a great team and assessing whether or not the Vikings are hitting on all five of those keys will continue right after this. Your Liverpool Daily Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and back right after this. Glenn Perkins constantly yeah, and this now one you time. Want to stop. And now, now I want and to now stop. you're on the air. You yep. got your chance to sing for the people, and now you're not going. I don't know if we'd be allowed to have him sing because yeah. he would sing a song with copyright. Yeah, you know what? That, so, that's a good point. It's Rami, so off. Rami t- no, me here. no, no. It's so <laughs> off key that you it's so off key that no one knows. <laughs> you get thrown right out of court. No one exactly. They'd be like, "That's not that. That's not that song." It'd be like one of those court cases. Like Led Zeppelin is still tied up in one of those. So many things they stole. Stairway to Heaven. Declan would actually be singing the actual song, but yeah. doing it so poorly yes. that that wouldn't hold up in court. That's exactly what would happen. Sounds right. 100% sounds right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I still don't want to hear you sing, though. We're going over Michael Lombardi's <laughs> no, you don't. five keys to go from being a good NFL team to a great NFL team and contemplating whether or not the Vikings are hitting on these keys. The first two we went through already. Be humble from one year to the next was one. Two, add more great team players. Number three, Judd, he says, be simple. Let the players play. When a team becomes good over the course of one season, the coaches start to tinker with their scheme, believing the opponents will spend all offseason studying their tendencies. They outsmart themselves and give their opponents too much credit. There's a thin line between changing and modifying. All great teams have tendencies, and the greater the team, the greater the tendency. You only get great at something by doing the same thing over and over again. He says Michael Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000-hour rule requires deliberate practice over a long time to master a skill. He says football teams need the same deliberate practice schemes work because of execution, not trickery. And I think that that is... Uh, Don't be too cute, is yeah. what he's saying, essentially, if well, you boil it down. So let's apply that to uh, the Vikings here, Rami. If we apply that to the Vikings, I think defensively this team has a very solid plan. And but, Zimmer, Zimmer makes adjustments, but he's pretty good at that. But offensively, to circle back to your point from before we went to break, this is where Kubiak comes in now, because I think that was a huge problem last year. I think it wasn't necessarily just being too cute with... Uh, John Filippo, I think it was also not really knowing the mission or certainly uh, the entire team and the coaching staff, probably more importantly than the team, not being on the same page there. 
So the point is well taken. I would hope that those problems have been rectified for 2019 because on the offensive side of the ball, I think that definitely was an issue in 2018. We have heard Mike Zimmer say this offseason, especially right after Anthony Barr signed, signed the big contract, and I think we were all behind it when when he said it, but this makes me second-guess that. He said, you're going to see us do things in this defense, and specifically with Anthony Barr, that you haven't seen this defense do. He indicated that there might be some some big changes or at least different folds, creases installed into this defense that we but haven't have, seen but before. you have to do that in this Are league. Are you worried that he's going to no. get too cute? No, because in this league, if you don't evolve and change, you, your schemes are going to be found out. The, the only question becomes when. Now, if you have... If you're a guy like Mahomes and your talent at quarterback for the Chiefs is just so great, that's fantastic. But for a lot of this, a, a lot of success, the Rams offensively, they're going to be found out. And now the question becomes, can they adjust to what they're seeing? And and with Mike's defense, I think it goes back to that. It's going to be exposed and found out. And now the question is, can he alter how guys are, are used? And now you've got to put uh, on people's plate the right amount of things. And you can't go to a player who's not all that football or sports savvy and do that to him without it potentially backfiring. But no, I'm not afraid of that. I would be much more afraid if Mike said, my double-A gap system works and I'm not changing it because that gets exposed. So I see what Lombardi's point is there. I like it, but it also has to be weighed with the fact that in this league right now, if you don't adjust, you're going to be exposed. The fourth key for going from good to great in the NFL, according to Michael Lombardi, he says discipline is key. All great teams have great discipline. Every single one of these three teams, talking about the uh, Bears, Colts, and Browns, will face tougher opponents this season, and their ability to focus and concentrate for 60 minutes will often be the determining factor in games. Having great discipline as a team keeps penalties at bay, it protects the football, and keeps teams from beating themselves. Every game will be harder than any game they played last year. Every road game will be tougher and louder than the last year. The bar has been raised and each team must meet the challenge. How can I put this? Uh, Do you think that the 2019 Vikings are going to have that issue? Because I I would say that that while discipline is important, I'm not dismissing it at all. Has it ever been a problem with Mike Zimmer teams in the past? Uh, Here and there, but not a problem across the board. But what I was going to say was, again, his point uh, applies to teams that popped up and now their schedule gets tougher, and and their opponents probably put more emphasis on th- those the games. The margin for error human is nature, smaller. right? Right, yeah. So do you think that the 2019 Vikings have to be concerned about that as, as much as I would say that that was a problem and they stumbled here for the 2018 Vikings? Um, I, I wouldn't think it's going to be a problem. I don't think discipline will be a huge factor for this team, but he does talk about protecting the ball. And well, that's your quarterback. I was yeah. just going to say a- that. Absolutely. That comes back to Kirk Cousins. And, absolutely. And not fumbling. I don't think interceptions are a huge problem with Kirk Cousins. Every quarterback is going to throw interceptions. He doesn't throw an extraordinary amount of those. The but pro- The problem is fumbling, and the problem is can he sense pressure and move himself in the pocket? Or, or if he can't, and that he just might... There might be a case to be made that he can't. Can they at least provide adequate protection to his blind side so that he's not as prone to being stripped of the football? It's not so much a case of discipline with Kirk Cousins. He's not getting careless. He just doesn't have the ability to feel pressure. Yeah, that's a real problem for a quarterback. That's a huge problem for a quarterback. I don't know how I don't I don't know if that's something you develop or that you're born with because it's almost a superhuman sense. I think you're born with it. Some guys are much better at it than Randall Cunningham could sense pressure from his blind side like like as soon as his left tackle was beat. Yep. Randall Cunningham just sort of knew it. It was like he had eyes in the back of his head and he could scramble and move out to his right. Different guys have different levels of that that awareness and I don't know if it's something that you can just teach or if it's 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 a feeling and a sixth sense that you're just sort of born with. And it's got nothing to do with speed. Brady's fantastic. He he maneuvers himself, right? But he's got no speed. So that this is not a can you escape the pocket, tuck the ball and run. This is a can you move and and it's subtle too. Watch a quarterback who senses pressure but is not fast. It's really subtle. It's really small, but it's absolutely crucial. Can you maneuver yourself within that pocket to avoid the pressure? But this is all being done with eyes in the back of your head. And I don't think Cousins has it. And I don't think you can just get it. I, really, I, I think you're born with it. I really I do. watch quarterbacks and I marvel at that. Oh yeah, to know that the guy that well, you know what they do. 
What? They make it look, and, and this is true of athletes with this gift, they make it look so easy that you could do it. Right. Until you see Kirk Cousins, and then you're like, wait a <laughs> like, second. Oh, you're, you're an, an NFL quarterback? Skill. Yeah, that's a skill. You are a professional quarterback? Not only could I not do it, I'd get killed. But when Brady does it, it's this, oh, that looks easy. It's effortless. Yeah. Right. Just makes it, it's like second nature to them. And I, I do think it's something you have to be born with. How do you teach a guy? You don't teach it. How do you teach a guy to well, feel or see something behind him? I think you teach a guy, and th- this is going to sound weird, but I think the only thing that you can teach at that point, at this point to a guy like Cousins is to be overly cautious. Can you teach your left tackle to just scream, I'm beat, every time he's beat? He so got me again! <laughs> Help! Kirk, watch out! Help! Help! Actually, you know what we need? Kirk, watch out! We need the Rami trade siren. Oh, that would be really good. If they could play that, whatever a tackle was beat, it was yeah, yeah. That's what we need. <laughs> that would be great. That'd be, uh, Declan. How do we get a hold of that? Um, it but, should be somewhere on your button. It's bar. on the button. I'm bar. not sure exactly. Eons on, on the button bar. But why don't we use that as the Kirk? You're about to be sacked. Warning. This is not a watch. This is a warning. The left tackle's on the ground. I think that should replace the horn at U.S. Bank Stadium, but that's just... I me. love the uh, <laughs> Just Rami screaming. After every touchdown. <laughs> Not a scream. Yeah! Yeah. All right, the fifth, the fifth key for going from how a d- good... How dare you call it a scream. ...to a great football team. Michael Lombardi says, don't react to the latest trends or technology. Teams that move from good to great never doubt their system, never doubt their methods, and even though there are results that don't work in their favor, they don't abandon their beliefs and try something completely new. Patriots coach Bill Belichick often tells the team, there is no pill they can take for improvement. It takes hard work and belief in the system. And then he goes on to say, of course, this doesn't mean teams shouldn't use some of the new technology to their advantage, but there are no shortcuts to success, no new app to help teams. So don't just react to the latest trend or believe some other team has a great new idea that will fit seamlessly into your own scheme. Do you buy that? I I do. Um, I think he cushions it in in the best way that you could cushion it. He's, he says, don't be blind to new technology and said. new techniques or methods. Just don't necessarily jump into that pool right away, assuming that because it worked for somebody else, right. it'll work for you. Now, Lombardi uh, did work for the Browns, but he also worked at one point, once or twice, for Belichick with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I, I would have amended that last one to be, don't try to be the Patriots. That's probably a smart way to say Because it. I think that's the biggest, and, and to me, that's the biggest mistake that teams make. They say, what do the Patriots do? And then they try and duplicate it, and... The Patriots, God bless them, got a secret sauce. I really believe that. I would never make a trade with the Patriots, though. No, I'm with you. Well, the Vikings have. Randy Moss for a draft pick. He lasted four games here. Um, if, if Bill Belichick calls the Cordero wants- P- Patterson trade to get back into the end, end of the first round, which cost the Vikings like four draft picks, guess who won that trade? And then the Patriots eventually got Cordero Patterson. Right. If no, Bill, I'm with you. If Bill Belichick calls and is interested on in something right. in your roster, you're doing something wrong with that guy. You know what I mean? Like yes. there is more he sees there is more that you could be getting out of him. Yes. He knows there is a good put, football player in there somewhere even if you don't see it. Or at least he wants to experiment. That's my that's the thing that Belichick does that to me is so genius at times. He experiments with players and if they work, awesome. And if they don't, he just cuts them. But if he sees something, he is a mad scientist, and he'll use you, and if you work, great. Patterson, when Ty Montgomery, Rami, got moved to running back by the Packers, we all said, why don't the Vikings try that with Patterson? Guess who eventually did? The Patriots. The Patriots. Yeah. Well, that just means Matthew Collar is Bill Belichick is what that means. No, I said it at the time, too. Oh, you said it first? Who reported and- it first? Craig goes first. At, Matthew or at, you? at the time, at the time, we brought it up when the Packers used Ty at that position because the statures were about the same, and it's this whole notion that a running back, a running back in 2017, 18, 19, it's different. Yeah, but we all said that. But Belichick was the guy to his credit; he just did it. He's like, okay, I'll try it, and it worked out fine. I mean, it wasn't didn't knock your socks off, but it worked. Right. But I'm with you. I would not trade with the Patriots. You have to be open to new things, but like I said, don't just jump into new things because it worked for whether it's the Patriots or anybody else. 
Don't look at what the Bears did last year and go, it worked for them. That means it'll work for us. Don't yes. look at what the Colts did last year and think it worked for them, so it'll work for us. It, just because there's something new and hot and it's working out there doesn't mean that'll necessarily work for you for your system. But the, the sad thing is this league is the ultimate of all sports copycat league. Right. If you got a Diet Coke with uh, Sean McVay, you basically got hired for a job. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury got hired by the Cardinals because he knew Sean McVay. He got fired by his college. And then got an NFL job. And then got an NFL job. That's the epitome of so, failing upwards. So, so among the five things that you just read, five is being failed repeatedly. Right. Like you said, the the old monog- the old the old slogan is it's a copycat league. So everybody is trying to do whatever yes. what all the successful so like, teams in the league. Well, are if doing. the Rams did it, we can do it. Well, is Sean McVay more special than your your guy? Quite potentially, is Sean McVay going to be figured out? I don't know. Maybe he will be. Right. But yeah, football is. But you know, sports and football, especially, you still got your old curmudgeon guys who say, "Ah, look at what they're doing. We're going to do that." So. I said the other day I need like somebody really incompetent to overvalue me and give me more money than I could possibly ever be worth or deserve. And that's not being played Same. repeatedly on the station. The other option is a genius like that I can just hitch my star to. Like if if could I, I need a Sean McVeigh in my circle where people assume greatness from me yeah, you're not gonna find just because of greatness from him. <laughs> I got bad news for you. That person does not exist. <laughs> they don't work here? They don't work no. That's, why, that's you, why I came you, here. You took a heck of a job, Romney, if you were going <laughs> to take yourself to a rising star. Congrats. You played yourself. <laughs> I figured there had to be somebody here, no? Why don't you retain me as your, your agent, and this weekend I'll start to look around for rising stars that you can attach yourself to. Give me a 10% cut, we'll call it good. I don't want to work my way to the top. I don't want to have to be no, that I'll good. I'll find you a new job. I'm trying to find shortcuts. I know you are. I'll find you a new job. Just give me 10% of your new contract, and we'll attach you to a rising star. All right. Right now, you're you're with me and Declan. <laughs> and if Congrats. Mac, and if Mackie was here, it wouldn't be much better. Nope. No, it would not. Jonathan? No? No. Collar, Danny Cunningham? Damn. Cunningham's probably drunk down the street right now. That wouldn't be good either. <laughs> Vodkas and Sprites. My God. You think Should he started be... already? Uh, no, no, because he's going to join us at 420. Oh, yeah. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands. Like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home. Or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.